Hey guys, welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur. Today we have an amazing guest for you. We're going to be talking about whether or not you want to make money or start a business. It's going to be gaining perspective today. You don't want to miss this episode, so stay tuned. Coming to you from San Antonio, Texas, welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur, a podcast created to help entrepreneurs build their business. Branding, marketing, analytics, positioning, and lead generation, plus interviews with other business owners to learn from their successes and failures. Now, here is your host, Abel Garza. Hey guys, welcome back to The Creative Entrepreneur. Today we have an amazing guest for you. We're going to be talking about whether or not you want to make money or start a business. It's about gaining perspective. Today we have a, a business coach on the line. She's a she's a coach for female entrepreneurs, a consultant, and, and she's very experienced in uh, curating lifestyles for, for success. Please help me welcome Maria Tan. How are you doing today? Very, very good. It's an honor to be here, Abel. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm very excited to be sharing some inside information with your listeners. Awesome, awesome. I'm really glad to have you on the show today. And there's this question that is that's permeating my brain right now because there's a delineation between making money and starting your own business. And I really want to delve into that. But why don't you start by giving me a, a little bit of information as to who you are, what you do, and how you help your customers. I'm originally from the Philippines, but I have consulted and coached with professionals, with entrepreneurs, even diplomats from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And today I specifically focus on helping female entrepreneurs who self-identify as misfits or the misunderstood genius, create an ecosystem around who they are and what they bring to the table. So it's pretty much helping them monetize their difference sustainably. Mm, sounds sounds interesting. So, I mean, you've worked with people all around the world. Uh, you yes. Clearly, you clearly have a, an interesting uh, portfolio of, of customers. Uh, so give me some insight as to what the difference is between making money and just starting a business. I mean, we all want to gain perspective and understand where we want to go with our business. Give me some insight into that. So for me, the biggest mistake a lot of people make in doing business is the short the, the over the short-sightedness of wanting to make money fast. Mm. So for me, when when you go into a business, my definition of business of entrepreneurship is about creating a new world. It's or be or creating a difference or being part of an existing difference. Mm -hmm. So let's say it so it is not based on you just wanting to make money. Because if you come from that intention of making money versus starting a revolution, starting a change, being part of change, mm -hmm. you will always be focusing on shortchanging people, shortchanging your products, trying to, you know, you try to mm, be sense. unethical with your practices because your only focus is being profit-driven. Mm -hmm. And and that is one part of it. Another part of it is you'll be so focused on being market-driven, market-driven or trend-driven, meaning, oh, let me start um, in Asia right now, the bubble tea. I think in, in the U.S. there's also like the bubble tea revolution, you know, the, the, those bubble tea. Mm. So people would be like going, hey, let me start a franchise of bubble tea because everybody's buying bubble tea now, which is fine. But trends come and go so it depends mm. on which time you enter the market right Absolutely. what if you enter at the, the last stage 
And just because you're so focused on, you know, this is the answer. This is a shortcut to making so much money. Let me now start this Boba Tea store. And when you entered, it just so happened, pandemic hit, the COVID-19 hit, like right now. Um, maybe it's the end of that trend. And then you will be bogged down with so much debt because you went into that industry without really 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 understanding mm. what change you want to be a part of because the change can be as simple as i just want to make people experience tea or i want to make people enjoy tea in a different way mm. that can be as simple as that but if you come from hey i want to make money okay mm. i want to make money fast you will make decisions that are really really out of alignment with mm -hmm. with who you are with what you're willing to take on as to risk ask uh as as accountability and responsibility mm -hmm. this is the reason why there is a lot of businesses that are hit by the pandemic who went who filed for bankruptcy as fast as i don't know as fast as our our phone rings mm -hmm. and leaving their employees hanging Yeah. Just so fast without even thinking of it because they're, they're, they're in that for money. Look at the companies that figured out some way to pivot or tweak or to adjust and adapt during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. These are the companies that are here to stay regardless of how tumultuous our econ econo uh, the economic turns are. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. they're here to be part of a difference or make a difference. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. You know, people, they get into a, a situation where they lose sight of where they are looking at and, and, and just look at the short-term profits. And I think it coincides a lot. And I'm not knocking, you know, uh, uh, companies like network marketing or anything like that. But w I think in the network marketing realm, uh, uh, people are very focused on, oh, so-and-so is making $100,000 a month or, or so you know, and they lose sight of, of, of building that business and, and just focus on the short-term goals and, and on the, the short-term profits. Yeah. So now that we've identified, you know, that you have to really understand your, uh, your mindset when you're going into a business, what is the process for starting a business? So the way I, I look at business is a little different from a lot of the popular business gurus or business coaches for me it is for me it starts with what difference you want to make or be part of mm -hmm. so i'll give you a very a more popular example which is disney okay disney has been here for a hundred years but disney's difference has always been creating happy moments mm -hmm. that's it they're Their, their message has always been, I want to create happiness. I want to give you some kind of joy, maybe from the boring day or whatever, but it's just happiness. Yeah. I want to make you happy. It's yeah. as simple as I want to make you happy. From that now, because I'm very clear, Disney was clear, that's the vision. Mm. I want to make you happy. That's the message. Then now you start strategizing and you start with what's comfortable or what you want right now. Mm -hmm. And for them, they started with theme parks. They started with cartoon. Whichever way they started does not matter. Mm -hmm. But if you look at how Disney rolls out products, how Disney expands in marketing and operations, it's all about making people happy. Mm -hmm. How can I make people happy? Maybe we should make 
better movies? How can we make people happier? Oh, maybe we need to up-level the Disney experience. How can we make people happy? Oh, maybe now it's time to have Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So that 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 is always the under the the message or the the message that's in the back of people's mind when they mm-hmm. make decisions in business. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So it's the same with their. Um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with Disney, but Disney, the way they do business with their apparels and uh, paraphernalia, they don't manufacture them themselves. Mm -hmm. Suppliers can actually bid. So let's say I'm a clothing factory. I can bid to have uh, to produce Disney products Mm -hmm. and I give them a commission or I give them royalty. It depends every country. Every country has a different way of setup. Mm -hmm. But again, the, they just focus on, okay, we can do this apparel line because this also brings happiness to people. Mm-hmm. We don't need to take on these operations. Yeah. We can outsource it. But again, everything they do, if you know, if you really observe, it's all about from that message of, mm-hmm. I want to make you happy. In my case, because I spe- specialize in helping misfits, because I've been a misfit all my life and I've experienced ridicule you know being ostracized being bullied because i'm a misfit i mm-hmm. really am very very passionate in telling people in sharing with people in showing people that you can be different that you can be the difference mm-hmm. that you can make a difference just by being different and there is always a way to sustain that difference mm-hmm. i think people get scared with their idea when it's so different because they're so afraid of how it will be accepted by the market, mm-hmm. by their society, by their culture. And I come from Asia, yeah. right? Asia is an extremely conservative culture. So now it's changed. But when I was growing up, forget it. Yeah. You are asked to belong. You are asked to be part of the clan, the society, and you're asked to keep your head down. So for me, I didn't like that. I had my own opinions. I had my own different perspective. So Mm -hmm. for me, everything I do comes from you can be different. You Mm -hmm. are special. You do not need to conform or fit in. You have a voice here. Mm -hmm. So every product that I roll out, every service that I roll out, whether it's promoting mindset, whether it's promoting business strategy, whether even if it's promoting spirituality, which spirituality is a big part of who Mm -hmm. I am, it all comes from you are different yeah. and you do not need to conform to one tactic, one strategy, one cooker or cookie cutter approach mm-hmm. to, to business or to marketing or to monetizing, to lead generation. All mm-hmm. of these are just suggestions. You can create your own template yeah. to success, to business success, to money. Yeah, well, differentiating yourself is a, is a challenge in itself, and I always tell, uh, I always tell customers and, and and people who come to me for for advice, you know, figure out who you are, what you're going to do, and how yes. you're going to get there, and then introspectively look at how you're going to approach it. Like, look at your successes, your failures, look at you know uh, your opportunity, and whether or not you even want to do it. Because a lot of times people look at the opportunity. And they, yes. they see it and they're like, oh, I got to do it because it's going to make money. But do you even want to yes. do it? Do you want exactly. to do that certain uh, job or that be in that type of business if you don't you know, feel wholeheartedly? Yeah, the opportunity is there. But can you can you pull it off? You know, uh, do you have the knowledge to pull it off or uh, is the market 
you know, ascending in that direction? And do you want to look at some market analysis before you get started? You know, so there's a bunch of factors involved, obviously, but differentiating yourself is a primary key in what in, in understanding whether or not you're going to be successful or not. And so, uh, I think a good way to differentiate differentiate yourself is to find a pain in the market by doing your research. And and, and obviously, once you've figured out who you are, what you're going to do, and how you're going to get there, there the the little variables that hang out in that area kind of coincide with differentiating yourself as to finding that pain in the market. And I think once you find that pain, then you can differentiate yourself with regard to how you're going to approach it. And so uh, that's just my advice with regard to starting a business. I mean, because there's so many variables, there's legalities, there's, there's, you know, yes. uh, analysis, there's research, there's, uh, you know, how much you're going to invest. I mean, you could come up with a hundred different r- ways to, to, you know, maybe even psych yourself out as to why uh, a business should get started or why it shouldn't get started. But I think the primary variable is figuring out who you are, what you're going to do, and how you're going to get there, and then work your way and backwards, the- and then you know do the research, find out what you're you know whether or not it's trending, whether or not it's uh, it's ascending, descending, uh, and and most importantly, whether or not you want to do it. <laughs> yes, you know? I, I want to add something there because I know Abel, you and I, we started young, right? Your entrepreneurial journey started at 13, mm-hmm. right? And mine started at six. And I think for us, because we've been doing, it's been part of our life mm-hmm. for so long, like we can easily identify that not all opportunities are good. Mm-hmm. And I want, because that's what you said earlier, I want to to really deliver this home. I think, I think when people are starting out in business or starting with change, because sometimes it's not even business. Sometimes it's that feeling of, this cannot go on. I cannot be working for someone else. I need to to, to have freedom and whatever, right? That mm-hmm. It always starts with that turning point of, I need change in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's why I want to start a business or I need to make m- more money. And mm-hmm. I think like for, because the two of us, we've been young entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So we know that not all opportunities are good. Mm-hmm. But people who are in that painful moment of I need change, that realization, sometimes that overwhelming sensation of the need for change can Mm. make a person rush into opportunities that are not meant for them Mm. because they see that as the only opportunity available. And they're not really seeing that that opportunity is just a possibility Mm. and there are other possibilities that can come. Mm-hmm. Right, because they, they, that's why people get stuck in this romanticization of entrepreneurship, or mm-hmm. the or going into like you said, like in network marketing, you get into wow, this person just made a hundred thousand. I also want that, and that's the only way because that's the only thing you see. But if you just take a step back, like you said, to really understand who you are, what you bring to the table, what feels good for you, what feels aligned for you. Mm-hmm opportunities are to just talking here is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. There's so many opportunities out there that you can tap into. So 
for for our listeners, I really just want to drive that home that not all opportunities are good for you. Exactly. You know, and I got a perfect example for this. I had a person come to me one time and he said, hey, Abel, I want to I'm going to start this business and and I have a great opportunity because they're going to I'm going to get a van. I have cleaning supplies. I have the cleaning carpet cleaning and I'm going to be a carpet cleaner. Right. And and, and everything I get the van and the carpet cleaning equipment for fifty thousand dollars. What do you think? And I said, man, that's 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 a great opportunity. I said, but what are you going to do if all of the people in your neighborhood have hardwood floors? What are you going to mm. do? You know, yes. he's like, oh, crap, I didn't think about that. Well, you know, maybe you can do a sample analysis, figure out whether yes. or not. And I said, you could do it that way, figure out whether or not they have hardwood floors or maybe you need to invest in hardwood floor cleaners. And do you mm. even know how to clean a carpet? Do you yes. want to clean a carpet? You know, that's the most important thing It's like, well, you, you can you can have this opportunity to buy a fifty thousand dollar piece of equipment. But do you know whether or not you can use it? Do you have the people who I mean, do you have people who want to buy from you? Uh, I mean, just the 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 idea is great. Uh, it's a good opportunity. Maybe there is people who have carpets there and you want to you know, maybe you've done some research. But the 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 point to that analysis was that he didn't think about he didn't think about whether or not these people had carpets. He, he mm. automatically assumed that people have carpet in there. Like for me, all I have is hardwood floors. I have one, yes. <laughs> one area in my house and it's one has little square that has carpet. <laughs> so I would need a carpet cleaner. And maybe the majority of the people that manufactured the houses in my neighborhood or his neighborhood have hardwood floors as well. So you would be investing in a $50,000 project that will take you nowhere. And so that's what I mean by like, okay, so you have an opportunity. Yes, it's an opportunity to buy some equipment at a very low price, but you don't have the opportunity to use it. To grow, yeah. Or even to grow, yes. So when, you, when you're when you helping your entrepreneurs and you're helping them build their business, is that one of the things that you focus on? You try to find, you know, their niche? Yes, you can say it niche, but I call it certainty. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, when you talked about research, right, for me, Research is good, but if you are so certain, sometimes the market doesn't know what it wants, Mm -hmm. to be honest. So for me, if you are very certain of the vision you're sharing or Mm -hmm. the message you're sharing, you will find a way to bridge that gap because you're just so certain. It's like you're so passionate of sharing this idea with other people. Mm -hmm. So let's say you do it going back to the Disney example. Okay, I I want to make people happy, right? If Mm -hmm. If maybe people are not yet ready for Mickey Mouse. So in case people are not ready for Mickey Mouse, I will not feel demotivated by it because that's just one aspect of being happy. I can create a new product. Mm -hmm. So for me, like, yes, of course, like understanding people's pain is good. But for me, it's more of like what message I'm sharing and this message, what problems are they solving? Mm -hmm. Because again, There are many facets of that. So I start with that, that piece. Because once you are clear there, anything is possible. It's easy to strategize. So so do you look for the solution first and then the problem? Or do you look for the problem, then the solution? For me, all the solutions come from a problem. Mm. There is no solution with, there is no problem if there's no solution. There's no solution if there's no problem. Mm -hmm. So for me, they're both. So for me, I always come from, what frustration are you have you experienced in your life mm-hmm. and what change do you want to make for other people mm-hmm. because that frustration it can be as simple as i 
I really hated being stuck working for other people. Mm-hmm. That can be as simple as that. And then we di- we go from there now. That mm-hmm. frustration, how can you get inspired? Mm-hmm. A great example of this is the creator of Spanx, Sarah Blakely, the, <laughs> the women undergarment, yeah. right? Yeah. So her she her billion dollar yeah. idea came from her frustration of looking bad and ugly in white pants. That's it. I look ugly in white pants. I want to look beautiful in this. Mm-hmm. So then she shared that, she, she turned that frustration into an inspiration mm-hmm. and introduced that concept of spanks or you know wearing undergarments to look yeah. beautiful into the world because she was just so passionate about looking good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. I mean, she solved the pain in the market. The only reason why yes. I ask you, I think, because sometimes people approach it from a solutions pr- perspective, uh, yeah. because you don't have to be the inventor, right? So if you're not the inventor, but you're looking for a solution to a possible problem. So let's just say you're looking at commercialization and technology offices, right? And there's there's hundreds of them across the country, and you're looking for a type of business that you want to f- solve a problem for. Uh, and, and what they'll do is they'll, they'll list all of their their technology. Great things. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll list their technologies. And like I said, you don't have to be the inventor. You just have to be able to find the idea and then fi- yes. you know, find the problem. So you know, if you're looking through these solutions – then it gives you an opportunity to analyze the problem. So if you look at something that people, I mean, I'm just going to throw something out there. I, they, somebody may have already invented this, but let's just say they found a, a Band-Aid that creates oxygen and it heals your wound faster. You know, well, that might be good for diabetics. You know, diabetics have ulcers on the bottom of their foot. They can slap it at the bottom of their foot and all of a sudden it heals faster. They don't have to get, you know, treatment or they could put that on there before they get treatment. Uh, So, I mean, just an idea. So, like, let's just say the technology and commercialization office has that technology and you're like, oh, you know, you could use this for this. And so I guess the reason why I say that is because I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that you solely should look for a problem, even though that is the first thing that I do. There's a lot of things out there that you can look for as a solution for a problem that may have not even come into perspective. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, because people don't know they have a problem until it's brought into their attention. Mm -hmm. So... So if, if, you, if you come from that solution-orientedness, that's really great. Mm-hmm. But it's how you're going to present that solution yeah. oh, to that absolutely. person, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but I agree. I think, I, 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 again, I think it, it can, you can come from the problem. You can come from the solution. But mm-hmm. for me, both are part of the equation. Mm-hmm. There's no solution if there's no problem. There's no, no problem absolutely. if there's no solution. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that one. That's for sure. I mean, I, and I agree with you on, on everything that you said. I was just kind of trying to uh, offer up a different solution to uh, a problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Right? And that's, 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 but see, Abel, it's because you're very entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for you to see that from all angles. And I think like a lot of the people who are just starting out in entrepreneurship mm-hmm. or just wanting to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. they they struggle with that because they overthink it. You're right. You're right. Versus just being attuned or connected to people. Mm-hmm. Because listening to people, like you came up with that, just listening to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> Simple. Well, so, yeah. so I think that yeah. if people focus on listening, mm-hmm. they either identify the problem or they identify the solution. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, if you think about all these businesses that started, you know, like Uber, Airbnb, all yes. these companies that started to solve a problem that yes. the majority of people had. You know, you think about the problem that somebody has, and and I always say this, and it's all it's called. I call it the man I wish. The man I wish, mm. because if you say, <laughs> man, I wish, and then if you fill in the sentence, whatever that part of the sentence is, is a pain in the market. So like if you just say, man, I wish I could just put an app on my phone and just yes. call a, call a, somebody to pick me up. Yeah. Uber. Man, I wish I could, you know, right. rent out my, my, my apartment, you know, and not have to go through, uh, you know, 20% sales commission for whatever, you know. Man, I Airbnb. wish. Airbnb. So, Whenever I say, man, I wish, I always think, man, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a solution. There's a there's, problem yeah. to that. So there's a market here. There's yeah, a that's, difference that's the name here, of my new book, by the way. I'm just kidding. Not yet. <laughs> but man. you should trademark this angle man i wish man, I or maybe that's a title of your book or, or a, uh, it's or a it's it, let's just say let's just say it's in my book because it is in my book okay. I, just, uh, I just haven't finished it yet but it, it's part okay. of it's part of the book yeah when is your book coming out? Oh Have, my you gosh, you're gonna put a you're gonna put a timeline on me now. Uh, okay. I'm gonna say within the next six months. Wow, that's really and I think it's perfect yeah. for our economy right now, for where we are right now. Yeah. So that's beautiful. Yeah, within the next six months or so, and it, it's uh, I'm not gonna reveal the title just yet, uh, but. Uh, it's definitely, I definitely talk about that. I talk about, you know, utilizing your resources, networking, mm, events, yes. uh, you know, finding the pain in the market, of course, and, and then uh, just different aspects of, of growing your business, uh, scaling your business, uh, understanding the different ways to profit and monetize and uh, just different, different ways to approach a business. Because I think like you were saying, a lot of people, they start a business and they don't know where to go, which direction to go. Yes. And, and, and I'm, I know that's the problem with a lot of people because they see an opportunity and they, they hand over their money and they're yes. like, okay, now what? Or they start this website and they're like, okay, now the, the people are going to come. What do I need to do? No, well, yes. no, you need to market. You need to market to who, who are you going to market to? How yes. are you going to market? So, <laughs> and how are you going to market? <laughs> and you know, how you're going to utilize your money and, and how you're going to, I mean, I could go on forever. There's a bunch of different uh, uh, variables with regard to, to business and how you can uh, lose, Leverage, lose your, uh, you lose your butt. And lose your yeah. opportunity, but uh, at the same time, there's a lot of ways that you can uh, find prolific, you know, be prolific in your in your endeavor. Yes. Uh, so you talk about curating uh, lifestyles for success, and um, you have a strategic uh, approach to creating an ecosystem for those that you bring on. Uh, did you talk about those already, or is is, is there something in, in addition to that? So the one thing that I want to add there is. When I say ecosystem, you need to think of yourself as part of the change or you starting the change, right? Mm -hmm. So I, you have to understand entrepreneurship is about the world. It's not a solo journey. Mm -hmm. And I think that people have that mistake that like, okay, now I, I need a solo journey. It's about share for me. I, I call this the CEO mindset mm -hmm. and I define it very differently from other people because for me, the CEO mindset is about sharing. 
It's not about making money. It's about sharing the wealth. Mm -hmm. That's why when you look at the Fortune 500 companies, they focus on high EPS, high earnings per share, Mm -hmm. right? Because they want to keep sharing the wealth, right? They also focus on sharing the work. So they hire the top people, the best people that can support them, mm-hmm. and they make sure they compensate them well. So it's it's about, I think sometimes with, with new entrepreneurs, I see them wanting to do everything, which I can understand in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I find a lot of people trying to do everything, adding more things to their to-do lists mm-hmm. because they see that as success. Yeah. Oh, today I did a hundred things. So, <laughs> wow, I did so much for my business. Yeah. But for me, if you really, really look at creating an ecosystem, it's mm-hmm. not, it should, if you're starting, then start with two actions, mm-hmm. two focus, or just one, actually yeah. one is enough, but you, you know, but it's not a hundred things. You don't, you don't start a business or start in being an influencer or start coaching or doing service providing online mm-hmm. and expect to be on all media platforms tomorrow with, yeah. with so much content, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what's happening. So I want you to really understand that you have to also focus that you don't need to take on all the work. It's also sharing that work, right? Yeah. Of course you grow, you scale slowly, mm-hmm. but you, you need to remember mm-hmm. you want more things done. Yeah. You don't want to do more things. There's no... You're not graded with how much work you do. Because mm-hmm. especially for people who are starting out, they might have come from a background where they're assessed mm-hmm. by their input, yep. right? Not the quality. It might not be even the quality of the input. It's, mm-hmm. Maybe it's just about how many hours they worked, yep. right? So that's something to, to understand. And for me, the CEO mindset, the, creating this ecosystem is about celebrating and sharing wins. It's about... Not feeling bad that someone is creating more success than you. Mm. It's seeing that as something that's possible for you. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people think this business entrepreneurship is a solo journey. It's not. It's an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Because there are people that are part of either they work closely with you, with the industry you are in, mm. or everybody feeds off each other one way or another because we exist we coexist one way or another mm-hmm. we might have different audience yeah. but we share the same message we share the same difference that we want to make mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i mean your your network is just as important to your business as as you exactly. are you know knowing knowing somebody who is in the uh you know trademark industry uh so knowing somebody who can do SEO or build a website or, uh, you know, different areas. Start that, a podcast. <laughs> or start a podcast, you know. Yes. Uh, that's, a, that's a great way for you to to um, engage with your, your audience and, and, and also spread the word as to what you're doing with your, with your business. Uh, I mean, there's all types of, of, of areas in your business that you can find um, help with. You know, and building your Support, team is, yeah. is another another way. And uh, oftentimes I get people who, because when I hold an event, uh, I oftentimes ask them, you know, what's challenging in their business? And I often find that people look at their business and they say, man, I want to grow, but I'm, 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 I don't have time. Yeah. And I think, well, what is it that you're doing right now that is holding you back from growing i mean is it is it because you're doing you know you're doing everything so can you find somebody who is going to do that 
to alleviate you from doing the mundane stuff, like whatever it is that you're doing, that does, that it's not making you money, and then focus on what you can do to make money. So, for example, like I'm a photographer, photographer, videographer, and that's what we do here. And so, if I was to think of all the 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 mundane things that are keeping me from making money, one of them is editing. Of course, the editing process is what makes my photos different from others. But let's just say I was doing a, a you know typical headshot type of photography where I'm doing hundreds of uh, photos on a regular basis. Well, I could probably outsource that to somebody else and, and still continue to build sales. Uh, and, and then the, the cost that it would that I would be absorbing is, is negligible compared to what I would be making if I made those sales calls. Yes. I actually, I'm very big on teams. Like my core team, we are five. Then I have my support team still Mm -hmm. because, um, for me, I'm very sensitive to energy and to how I feel. And every time I feel stressed, money doesn't flow. Like I'll have, you know, bills are paid, you know, like Mm -hmm. client bills, there would be some, Funny things like the bank, there, there's a problem with the bank. There's a problem with the, with the payment processor, whatever. Mm-hmm. So every time I feel stressed, really, my, there, is a, there is a stop of money. So for <laughs> me, I need to feel good all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel good. One thing that I really outsource is, is the management of the team. Mm-hmm. I'm not a micromanager. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm a person that's really focused on results. So I don't need to hear so many things from my team i'm very easy with okay this is what this is our point this is what we're doing i'm okay with two sentences Mm -hmm. so but some of the people in my team are creatives Mm -hmm. and because you know how creatives are right we're not very good with organization right we're not (laughs) we're like if i were just managing that's fine because i was already um i I sat on several boards so i know Mm -hmm. how to manage people but still Right now, if you are in the business, you cannot be the manager, the creative director, the sales director, the one serving your clients. Absolutely. And especially in my field where there's video, especially with the pandemic, I don't have people coming in to take my videos. I need mm-hmm. to do it myself. Yeah. So so just that micromanagement part, because sometimes I'd go, hold on, did my designer give that to me? And, and then suddenly my body now feels bad. I feel stressed. And then I'm going to, I don't like micromanaging people. So I just hired someone to do all the operations coordination. Because for me, that that would just those small pieces of, did I do that? Did I miss that? What I cannot fault people, yeah. especially creatives, for not being organized. Because I hired <laughs> them for their creativity, yeah. not for their organization. So yeah. for me, it's also like understanding where you're good at mm-hmm. and what kind of support you need because i don't need like i i hired a few coaches before but because i'm so different mm-hmm. it really didn't work and i and sometimes you find coaches that make you feel even less mm-hmm. empowered um especially since the way i do things is different they're very surprised that i'm very profitable and they're very surprised and very profitable for a Philippine. You know, there's a lot of those dynamics. Mm-hmm. So for me right now, I just take out co- all the coaching and the budget I have for coaching, I just put into support, awesome. into support, into people that would uh, even like balance me out. Yeah. Because there are days when I'm extremely, 
extremely good in strategy, but there are days when I'm very focused on creativity yeah. and you lose track of time. Yeah. <laughs> I forget to eat. Well, so, so when that happens, I need someone to manage. Yeah. Me. Well, you know, building a team is, is challenging within itself. You know, of course there's yes. challenges yeah. everywhere, but you know, building a team, I, I you know, finding that person that's going to help you yes. and finding the, the people that have the same vision as you, it's a challenging project and it's a challenging process. yeah process um but i think once you know start building your team and you focus on that then you start to grow you're scaling and and then you know you're 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 moving faster let's just say the wheels are turning a lot faster once that team starts to come together what so abel what is your principle in hiring people do you have uh like a <clears throat> well I have a team uh, that I work with, but they're all freelancers. And the freelancers that I work with are other photographers, videographers. Mm, okay. Um, now, I, I guess I because, could, I could, well, I could yeah. tell you that the creative entrepreneur is a secondary business for me with yes. the expectation of being profitable in a different way. Uh, right. Yeah, you can be profitable with a podcast, uh, but that is not the sole purpose of this. Uh, of course, we, we started the podcast because we wanted to help other entrepreneurs build their business and inform people as to how they can benefit from entrepreneurship. Uh, but also there's a secondary part of phase two um, with the creative entrepreneur, which provides and helps other businesses build their business through yes. SEO, web design, uh, yes. you know, marketing, uh, pay-per-click, all the other components that help reinforce the the business well the business to grow and scale. Uh, so that is another another area of the creative entrepreneur. But as far as team building, it's always been for me uh, having the same vision, the same uh, at least the same expertise with regard to uh, how I want to do. Uh, how I want my business to run. So if I if I know that I'm going to hire. Uh, a sales team, and I know that uh, there's a certain criteria or a certain type of customer service that I want to provide to my customers, then I want to make sure that the sales team understands that that is the direction of my vision. And and I think that's, that's pretty much the way any leader would dictate yes. how they want their business to go. So, you know, most leaders, they're the, the vanguard for the business. And so they kind of choose the direction of the business. So if you're hiring a sales team, marketing manager, accountant, anything like that, then I would say that, you know, they'd have to have the same vision uh, to, for your goals as, as, uh, as uh, in the direction that you want to go. Yeah. So for me, the vision part is not so important. What's very important for me is the communication style. Because for me, like sometimes the people might, might not have the vision yet, you know, but it can build. But mm -hmm. for me, communication style is so important because I work with different kinds of people. And on top of that, I am very different. Mm -hmm. So I, the one thing I like are people who know how to challenge me, who know how to say this, this, this no, I don't agree. And who, who can be direct mm -hmm. in expressing that disappointment, that disagreement, that new idea. So for me, that is really key. The, the way they communicate with me. Yeah. I don't like... I sometimes I think some people go so much into justifying their work uh, that doesn't fit me. For me, I like someone who would say, "I think I I think we need to hire someone else because I cannot handle all this thing, or I feel like I need to yeah. level up, or something like this." Yeah. For me, I like 
communication style is really, Absolutely. really important. You know, vision is vision is just a small component of that. Of course, yes. you know, communication is a very important, you know, uh, identifying the goals and understanding. Yes where you're going to go with your yeah absolutely i totally get the the i i mean because once you've communicated this with your your folks or with your people then you you know understand where your vision is and what your goals are and then you you uh piggyback on those short-term goals yes so yeah i totally get that i mean there's there's a there's a myriad of uh criteria that you could use to select your team members and and understand uh you know, which is best. It's the same thing in sales. Like if you, if you, you're making a sales pitch and it didn't work, well then you pivot and you switch your phraseology. Tweak it a little bit. You yes. tweak it you, <laughs> I agree. to, to, to make that sale, you know, readdressing certain things. So it's the same thing with team building. It's the same thing with your business. You're yes. tweaking it to build your business and it's the same way with everything else. So yeah. we're and getting I, close to the, the end of the podcast, and I, I usually like to ask if there's any rules that you live by, some words of wisdom. So the first thing is there's really no need to rush if you know where you're going. That's why vision is so important for me. So there's no need to rush when you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. The second, it's business is 100% progress, 70% perfection. So it's an evolving nature. Some, you, in as much as you want to perfect every detail, we have to be open to being adaptable to changes in the market, to changes in how we communicate with a certain client, to changes in how we present our, our product to a certain audience, a certain industry, to a certain group of people. So mm-hmm. that's second. And the third one that I want to leave this podcast, listen, the, you, you listeners, is this, do not be afraid to be the difference because only through that difference can you make that significant difference and there is always a way to sustain that. Trust that there is that way to sustain that difference. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good Good advice. Some excellent words of wisdom, Maria Tan. Uh, you're an inspiration to me and our listeners and I'm really, really glad to have had you on the show today. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, all of the information from Maria Tan is going to be in the show notes. If you want to pick up her information, just check them out. Uh, check out thecreativeentrepreneur.net or tcepodcast.net. And until next week, keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to The Creative Entrepreneur. Please click the show notes for additional information. Want to know more? Click on the subscribe button and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by visiting us at tcepodcast.net.